Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Nothing But Locks podcast. I'm your host, Ali Melnicki, accompanied by Jacob Schrader. How are you doing today, Jacob? I'm doing good. I'm excited to talk about free agency and the uh, the impact it'll have on fantasy for next year. We've had, I think, we've had a pretty active uh, free agency. Yeah, to year. say the least. <laughs> it's it's been one of the more active ones I've seen in a while. Maybe not as many trades as last year when you saw Russell Wilson switch teams and Matt Ryan, a few other big names. But you did get some some big names switching teams. Obviously, I'm a New York Giants fan. I'm very happy to see Darren Waller over in the New York Giants uniform. Stephen Gilmore got traded. He's going over to Dallas. So I think that is going to help their defense out a lot. You also had guys like Shaq Mason of the Bucks get traded. Johnny Smith. Jalen Moranzi was probably the other big name out there going to the Dolphins. But I think let's start, Jacob. The biggest trade happened last week, and that is... The Bears and the Panthers swapped the number one pick, so it sounds like the Panthers are going to have the number one pick. It looks like they're going to draft C.J. Stroud out of Ohio State, or they still might go to Bryce Young out of Alabama. Do you look at fantasy-wise, do you see any of the prospects coming out of college as a fantasy-eligible li- fantasy guy to draft this coming year? So, so I don't. I, I will never take a rookie, right? What's the last rookie that had a real fantasy impact? I mean, Ooh. last year... I think Bryce Hall would have been it, right? Bryce Hall was actually on on pace to be a beast, but there's there's always something that comes up, right? All the receivers in this year. I mean, yeah, you know, Garrett Wilson on the Jets, he ended the season really well. I mean, well. I guess you could make the argument Jamar Chase as a rookie was just oh, okay. Yeah, you know that that's true, but there's so many guys who are hyped up, and then they, they get in the NFL and there's injuries, right. right? I remember watching Amir Abdullah on the Lions, and he was good. I mean, Amir Abdullah is not a bad player. But you, you basically saw Amir Abdullah, and he used to do something where he would be running. And then he, this happened all the time. He would just start tripping. And what it was was he, his legs just couldn't handle the speed he was trying to run at. It was literally like he could not keep up with the NFL game. It used to happen all the time. He just used to fall straight forward. And you just don't know. You know, Amir Abdullah came into the NFL as a quick guy, as a fast guy from Nebraska, like unbelievable rushing records. But he just couldn't handle it. And you never know when that's going to be the case. So I'm not taking Stroud if he's on the Panthers. Uh, I, I think the they, they just got the uh, the the Eagles running back. To me, Panthers, that's the yeah. most exciting news for the Panthers. Yeah, and the Panthers. Listen, that was the worst division in all of football last year. The the Bucks made it. They had a seven. They had a seven and nine record. It was Tom Brady's first losing career. Let's say in that division right now because. Last year, a lot of guys were big on Baker Mayfield when he went to the Panthers, and he was terrible. He did go to the Rams. He had one or two nice games there, but otherwise, nothing really special. Now Baker's on the Buccaneers, and you have a lot of changes in that division. Not only is Baker on the Bucks, Panthers, obviously, they're going to draft someone, and I think they, yeah, they did. They signed Andy Dalton as a backup, so he might make a start or two. But then you also have on the New Orleans Saints, Derek Carr now is go- is going to them. Yeah. What, in your opinion, and I, I mean, I, I could bring up the Falcons. They still have Desmond Ritter going in a second year. But is is any of these new guys between Carr, between Baker, are any of them maybe fantasy relevant coming up? So I don't I, – I would never say Baker is fantasy relevant. I got to say he does have a pretty good offense in Tampa. Right. He's got two wide receiver ones right. in Godwin and Evans. Um, it boosts to me, it boosts their stock a reasonable amount. But the thing about Baker is Baker is always weird. 
right? Baker always throws to like the third target. Um, it, it's like Baker never just runs a traditional offense. So it worries me a little bit. I mean, Baker, yeah, he played well in the Rams, but, and he was pretty bad for, for a lot of the season. Baker, it just, you know, worries me. One thing about quarterbacks when I see it is if they're cupping the ball a lot, right? Mm-hmm. The, the great NFL throwers, they hold the ball in one hand and, and they don't need to basically pad their throw, right? You see Jameis Wilson, Jameis Winston do it. He pads his throw. But guys like Aaron Rodgers, like Tom Brady, Josh Allen, especially, like they're running around with the ball in one hand and then they throw it immediately. And that's like a, I think that's a, a slept on, but big thing for quarterbacks. You need to be able to hold the ball in one hand and throw it. Yeah. You know, they make a huge deal out of hand size. And I think the gloves actually help with that. You know, I actually played football in high school and I could not catch a pass without gloves. And I was like sticky fingers with gloves. You know, that's yeah. kind of the gloves make a difference. I'm not taking Baker as a, a quarterback. I don't know. You know, the, the one I can say is I think the Saints are going to be pretty good. I think Derek Carr was, was treated poorly in. Right. In, and he could, he could still throw. He'll get you yards. And he goes into a friendly dome. He gets to play in. And again, that division's not great. But he also has another guy besides Michael Thomas. Obviously, you have Chris Olave. But the Saints made a splash yesterday signing Jamal Williams to a deal. I love this deal, getting Jamal Williams. We've seen Alvin Kamara regress in recent years, especially last year. He just did not show up the whole season. So what what do you think Jamal Williams' impact is, not only on the team, but on the fan, on his fantasy value as well? Yeah, so my gut reaction to this was actually Kamara up, all things considered, right? I think last year with Jameis, you know, Jameis isn't a guy who can get the ball. He doesn't get the ball out to his running backs, but Carr is, right? Um, last year on the, the, the Raiders – uh, Josh Jacobs, you know, he had the season of his career. Part of that is Carr's ability to get him the ball on broken plays. I mean, Carr's like, Carr's a good quarterback. I mean, he's not a great quarterback, but he's every bit of a B-plus quarterback in my eyes. I think it boosts everybody's stock. I think Michael Thomas is a guy who everyone is sleeping on. He basically is, yeah, has I- grown from the top receiver in the NFL to complete irrelevancy because of injuries, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, Olave is good. They have... You know, Shahid, I believe his name is, who was good. I'm taking the Saints, and I, I believe they have an okay defense. Right? Yeah. Well, let's go to the team that let go of Derek Carr, and that's the Oakland Raiders. They made a lot of buzz, not only on the defensive end, but obviously on the offensive end. They signed Jacoby Myers, traded Darren Waller, as I mentioned at the top of the episode. But the biggest thing is they got their new quarterback signing Jimmy Garoppolo to a three-year deal. Let's start with the quarterback situation. Was this a good deal for the Raiders signing Jimmy G? I mean, I don't really see how it's an incredible upgrade over Carr. True. Um, I would say to me they're pretty similar. I think Jimmy G is less of a mistake maker, although I think 49, 49ers fans, you know, vehemently disagree with that. I like Garoppolo. I always thought he got hate kind of for the wrong reason. I mean, he, He's brought San Francisco yeah. winning seasons and consistent play for a while. I know they haven't had the the ultimate result of winning a Super Bowl um, with him, or or maybe they have. Have they? Mm, they no. They got to the Super Bowl and they lost to Kansas City, but yeah. they did go to I believe back to back AFC championships with Jimmy G. Yeah, I like Jimmy G. I, I mean, I think this is a huge season for Devontae Adams. I think the the other guy it's actually really good for is Hunter Renfro. Yeah. Right? Hunter Renfro yeah. basically disappeared last year, but Hunter Renfro should be 
an 80 catch season guy. He is like Golden Tate. He's one of those guys who just gets open. Um, I like him a lot because I don't think Jimmy G is like, you know, throw it deep kind of guy. He, he's more of a game manager. He's more about efficient throws. So I think it's, it, you know, Devontae Adams gets a boost because Waller's gone, but the overall winner is Hunter Hen- Hunter Renfro. Let's go. Let's let's stay in the in the in the AFC West because obviously the Broncos were a terrible team last year. Surprised everyone. They did sign some some nice guys to their offensive line, but that's been about the only thing they've done besides hire Sean Payton. Do you think that Sean Payton resurrects Russell Wilson's career? You know, I saw some interesting headlines. It was something like. You know, Russell Wilson has a dedicated team of quarterback coaches in the building who are not affiliated with the Broncos. And he just said that has to end. Right? I think Russell Wilson, I mean, I think he views himself in a, in a crazy highlight. And that's not the, the worst thing for a quarterback to do. But I think he needs more of a team mentality. Yeah. Um, I do think Sean Payton will will help out with, with the Denver Broncos. The one thing I can say about the Broncos is I think Javante Williams should be drafted just as high as he was last year. Yeah. Right. I don't know why he he is considerably lower on draft boards than he was last year. And he has no competition now, unless the Broncos sign somebody I don't know about or are planning on signing somebody. They're going to run the ball. Right. That is every Russell Wilson offense ever has had a lethal rushing attack. And they now have a Javante Williams in bat, And he caught a shit ton of passes when Russell when he was healthy and Russell was, you know, what in in the first three weeks of the season or so when he was healthy. I think Javante Williams has a huge season. I don't care how the Denver Broncos do. I, I I think they're in a tough tough division, right? They got a lot of good teams. I don't know if they even make the playoffs, but they got a great defense. They got a running back. They're gonna they're gonna pound the the, the running game. Well, what do you think? Because Williams is coming back from a bad injury. I think he only played in two games last year. They're gonna need a sign of veteran to back him up. Melvin Gordon was not the answer last year. He had a terrible terrible run got released by the Broncos. There's still a few running backs out there, Jacob, that I'm surprised haven't been signed. We just saw the, the Dallas Cowboys release Zeke yesterday. Leonard Fournette got released last week, I believe by the bucks. Do you think any of those two guys, the the Broncos should target? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's certainly a reasonable point. The thing is, is like the running back market is so dead. It's ridiculous. You know, um, the the Eagles back, Miles Sanders, he got four years, 25 million. And that's that's like the top contract the running backs going to get this year. Right. And the league just isn't paying running backs. They see them as interchangeable players. And, I, you know, I don't necessarily know if they're wrong. Right. What what matters is how well you block. Right. Um, so I think it I think maybe they'll sign somebody. I I, I don't know, though. I, I, I don't know if a guy like Leonard Ford, I don't know what kind of contract he's going to get. I would guess Leonard Fournette's going to get a similar contract to what Jamal Williams got, you know, $4 million a year. Yeah. Sounds about right to me. Let's go from the running backs and go back to wide receivers. So Jacoby Myers was kind of the prize wide receiver. He signed with the Raiders. New England responded by signing Juju Smith-Schuster to pretty much the same exact contract. I think $11 million over three years, which I don't think Juju is definitely worth $11 million. I actually would take Jacoby Myers over him. But the other big signing was the Jets ridiculously overpaying $44 million for Alan Lazard, who I rank as a B, B minus receiver. Obviously they did this knowing that Aaron Rodgers is probably going to come to them. 
Do you think the Jets are just this year's Denver Broncos that they're making a splash with a quarterback that's past his prime? They're doing they're getting him all the tools he wants and they're just going to totally be a disaster area. No, I don't. I mean, it is it is the same sand trap that I think a lot of betters may fall into and who, who knows in the end. But I mean, the Jets were almost a playoff team last year with probably the worst quarterback play in the NFL. Right. They're now getting a guy who on his worst day is like the 10th best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. Right. I mean, this is still Aaron Rodgers. This is still like if I mean, I, I see the Jets being better than the Broncos were just from like a imaginary world before the season starts, before you put it all together. I mean, the pieces that this team has, they have a wide receiver one, they have a wide receiver two. They have a solid just core team. They got a great defense, and now they got a, a great quarterback. Um, I would be terrified to play the Jets. The I mean, Jets the Jets defense is like me crazy more good. Of their defense. Uh, and I, so I, I think the Jets, I don't know what Aaron Rodgers does to them because we only know him in Green Bay. I know he's reuniting with Nathaniel Hackett, his old offensive coordinator, who was a disaster for the said Broncos. But I don't know that this moves the needle for them. I, I just don't. I don't I don't know how Aaron Rod I, I don't worry about Aaron Rodgers playing in cold weather. He played in Green Bay. But we see Aaron Rodgers as not a big media guy. He kind of avoids interviews. He really only goes on the Pat McAfee show. So do you think the whole thing of playing in New York and being around media that you're in New York, I grew up in New Jersey, is like literally on you 24-7? Do you think that has any negative effect on him? I think it could, right? He is kind of a, you know. He's a recluse. He, he's, like, he likes to, you know, he was just on a darkness retreat, whatever that means. Yeah. I literally watched the YouTube video of of the actual darkness retreat. It's it's great. It's just a room that is <laughs> pitch dark. It's cool. You know, it's it's in Oregon, I think. And it's the only place in the U.S. that offers a darkness. It's like an underground layer. It's crazy. Uh, I mean, I think there's a chance, but I mean, this is Aaron Rodgers. This guy's he's been forged by the NFL. He, he's played in the Super Bowl. He's won a Super Bowl. I, I don't see I, I actually see the Jets as being spectacular this year. I, I mean, if the Jets get Aaron Rodgers, right? Aaron Rodgers is basically a guy who does not turn the ball over. And the reason the Jets lost games last year is because they just turned the ball over like crazy. I mean, they can rely on Brees Hall. They can do everything to not even put pressure on Aaron Rodgers and he's going to make, he's going to make the basic throws. I mean, I, I cannot see a world where the Jets have a losing record if they sign Aaron Rodgers. And I know a lot of people have said the same thing about the Broncos. I was probably thinking the same thing, but the, the Jets have a better team than the Broncos do besides their quarterback. I mean, right? it's it's very similar though. The Broncos had an elite defense entering last year. They had some really yeah. nice young receivers, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. And then, you know, they had they had some running backs that had injury issues and look what happened. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. No, it is. It is like a a carbon copy of of what happened or what happened last year with the Broncos. I just believe more in Aaron Rodgers than I do in Russell Wilson. I, I believe, Fair. you know, Garrett Garrett Wilson is is a beast, right? Garrett Wilson is like straight up nice. Like he he makes he he makes those catches where he, he makes the catch and then he keeps making football moves. That's like that's an elite wide receiver. When you catch the ball in traffic and you can dodge a player in a split second, right? That's what you saw with Odo Beckham. Why he he exploded and turned into a superstar, right? Jamar Chase, right? His rookie year, he had that play where he caught a 
uh, slant route and and just did a little spin, and then he was in the, the freeway. I, I see Garrett Wilson. I mean, Garrett Wilson, I was looking at draft boards as a second-round pick this year. I believe it. I, I, I'll buy it for him. What about Aaron Rodgers? Where do you make, rank him among quarterbacks in fantasy? So quarter, quarterbacks for me are tricky, right? I spend all my time thinking about other position players. Just to reiterate, I draft Matthew Stafford every year. This year is no exception. He will be my quarterback. For Aaron Rodgers, I see him You could probably having... wait till like the last round to get Matt Stafford. Oh, yeah, year. this year. Well, sometimes my league will take him. Like I remember Just one year piss um, you off. <laughs> someone took him in the fourth round, and I oh, fleeced no. this kid. I traded him Leonard Fournette for Stafford oh, and because no. uh, I obviously had a stacked team so I could trade that my fourth round pick and Fournette got hurt or something. So, uh, you know, I, I see Aaron Rodgers having like two picks this year, right? I don't know of how many touchdowns he's going to throw, but I see him playing. I see the Jets playing safe football, right? They're going to run the ball more than they ever had. I mean, I think the real winner here is Brees Hall. I think Brees Hall should be a first round yeah. pick. I don't know when he's coming back from ACL. Um, I actually think Brees Hall has a little bit of a better situation than Wilson does. Um, yeah, I agree. And, I and love Brees Hall. I was big on Brees Hall last year. I thought he was going to be a sleeper. I think if he doesn't get hurt, I think he's a top five running back to finish the year. But yeah. you did bring up a name I, I want to talk about, and that's Odell Beckham Jr. He worked out last week for a bunch of teams. Where do you think, A, he should sign, and where do you think would be the best place fantasy-wise for him? So I think we're staying on the Jets. I think, you know, I, I saw that was part of Aaron Rodgers' wish list, and his wish list was crazy. I mean, I didn't even know Mercedes Lewis was still in the NFL. Um, that guy is – he's consistent. I'll give him that. Old. But He's old. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Odell – I have dra- – actually, I, I drafted Odell last year in some leagues, in, in kind of leagues where you keep players the whole year, and I drafted him again this year. Is he'll certainly play somewhere this year. Um, best case situation from a fantasy standpoint, it could be New York, but it could also be somewhere like the Giants also staying in New York. Um, the Rams actually make sense. I think they're going to get rid of out Robinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think the Saints makes too much sense, but it could happen. That's his hometown. I really think Cowboys? it's the Jets. The Cowboys are the team that's been most connected to him. They need someone else for CD Lamb. Do you think that Odell would do well on the Cowboys? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of coming full circle for him. That that catch that made him into the most famous guy of all time was against the Cowboys. Um, and, and going back to play with him, I mean, if the Cowboys get Odell, I mean, the Cowboys signing Stephon Gilmore is big. I mean, they, yeah. they now have two elite cornerbacks. They've got the D-line. The problem with the Cowboys is they're not a they're not winning in the playoffs. Like they're well, that's my next like, question. Does it even matter? Because I'm not big on <laughs> on Dak at all. And yeah. you know, it, like we just saw Dak lead the league in interceptions, and he missed four games. Like he missed four games, but he still led the league in interceptions. I I don't know if I like Dak as much uh, with with Odell. I think that I could see them butting heads if. Dak continues to be injury prone. Like I, I personally, I don't think Dak fits in a top 12 fantasy quarterback conversations. I think he's out of the top 12. What do you think? Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, during the regular season, uh, the Cowboys are so able to beat up on bad teams. It's like crazy. The Cowboys put up 50 points more than anybody else in, in recent years. I know not last year, maybe, but it was just a weird year for Dak. He never really got going. Right. I see Dak as a 
similar guy to Jalen Hurts, right? Jalen Hurts is a hard-nosed, smart, competitive guy who who knows how to get the best of his team. I like Dak a lot for his leadership and his mentality, but right? I, I think very highly of Dak. Um, it's it's ringingly similar to to the Derek Carr situation where he he's kind of in that 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 category of B plus A minus quarterbacks where people don't know is it you know just the team that's propping him up is he really elite it's kind of yet to be seen with Dak but the Cowboys have so many pieces it's hard for me to say Dak is not even like a top five guy in fantasy for quarterbacks honestly oh, that's I like tough. that I mean he doesn't get the rushing like. Let's go to my boy Daniel Jones because he, he he has that nice contract now, and maybe he doesn't throw a lot, a lot of touchdown passes, but he runs a lot. He rushes for them, and now with Darren Darren Waller, he's uh, gonna have a top receiver. They're gonna get some more receivers in the draft. Like, where would you rank Daniel Jones this year? Yeah, I've I've been the opposite of Daniel Jones, and I know he had a, actually a great season last year, and his rushing totals always surprised me. Like, uh, it's just, you know, weird to me to see a 6'4", lanky guy who runs for, like, upwards of 80 yards in, in NFL games. Like, I never saw that coming. I never saw that pick turning into fruition, and it is, right? He got a big contract, and he deserved it, right? If the Giants were giving him that deal, someone else would have given him that deal, too. And he's a uh, – it's an interesting case, right? He It's now, what, his third or fourth year? That's uh, generally yeah, it's his fifth year, actually. Okay. You know, that's a why. I mean, the Giants really stuck with this guy and he was bad early. You, you know, he had a great rookie campaign and then he struggled his second, third, and fourth year. But you know, the guys had he's on his what fourth coach since coming or fourth offensive coordinator since coming into the league, third head coach. Uh, it, it's tough to remain consistent like that. And they always had a bad offensive line. They never really gave him a top receiver. I mean, Richie James was their best receiver last year. Yeah, that is true. So he has I, I give him receivers. a lot of credit. I think Daniel Jones is going to be a sleeper. And I'm not just saying that with my bias, but I think he's going to have a very, very good year. You know, but, I like him. I got to yeah. say, I like yeah. I like Daniel Jones. Well, what about just Justin a- Fields? Because everyone just – rushed to pick up Justin Fields after he came out of nowhere and just had a, what, 180-yard running day? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it could have been more than that. I thought it was in the twos. It, I think you're right. I, he set the record. Yeah, crazy. But you rely on Justin Fields for what he does on with his legs. And offenses kind of last – or defenses last year just kind of let him run because they knew he couldn't throw. Yeah. Now they got D- they they traded for DJ Moore. They got him from the Panthers in that blockbuster trade with the number one pick. You know they also got Chase Claypool, who they really didn't use at the trade deadline last year for the Steelers. Nope. So Justin Fields is going to be asked to pass more because yeah. I think defenses are going to figure him out. You saw what they did with Kyler Murray. You saw what they did with Lamar Jackson. They figure out how to stop these guys from running, and I don't think Justin Fields has close to the arm that Jalen Hurts does. So. What do you think about Justin Fields' prospects for this year? Because he's going to be the first quarterback, probably, maybe not the first. He's going to be a top three quarterback off the board, probably after like a Josh Allen and um, Pat Mahomes. So where do you rank him? You know, it's weird. The The Bears now have three receivers who are like good to great, right? B to B, to B plus receivers. You know, I don't like Claypool because he does all his weird TikTok stuff and he – yeah. talks he talks a little too much 
DJ Moore, I'm not sold on. He's real fast, but it's like they have three receivers who are the, who are the same, right? They have yeah. three five foot ten to six foot one receivers who run sub four fours. And Justin Fields has, I mean, Justin Fields has a cannon, but he's not. A, he doesn't have an accurate cannon. You know, it's it's a weird. It's like a weird offense for the Bears now. Like, what is their plan? They've got like the best running quarterback in the NFL, and I guess I guess it helps to have wide receivers who can stretch the field. But one of the things about Cam Newton that was so important to him in his crazy season in Carolina is he had big, big receivers. He had Greg Olson. He had, um, I think his name is Kelvin Benjamin, who his one, you know, yep. I, I don't think Kelvin Benjamin ever really did much after that. But, you know, Cam had big guys, and the, uh, the Bears just don't have that. Like, it's weird to me. I don't even know where to rank Justin Fields. I'm going to stay away from him. Most likely. Yeah. I, it's just, That's I don't how, know. How I am with Kyler Murray. Everyone was jumping on Kyler Murray, and I was like, the guy's going to start getting injured, and he has a terrible attitude. And yeah. I, I mean, I don't think Kyler, like, where do you think Kyler Murray is going to start the year injured? Where do you rank him? So, what, what happened to Kyler Murray? So, he, I believe it was either week 14, week 13 mm-hmm. or 14, but he tore his ACL. So, he's not going to be available for the beginning of the season. Yeah. Yeah. I remember now that you said that, I remember the play. It was, it's sad. You know what? I, I, and it's weird. He does have a bad mentality. Like, he just gives off, you know, crazy ego and not a team guy. And he's arguing with Devon, or he's arguing with, uh, gosh, who, who's their number one receiver? That would be Hopkins, yeah. Yeah, he's arguing with DeAndre Hopkins on the bench. You know, the thing about him, though, is he's so explosive. And, right, when the Cardinals were, like, 9-0 and to start the, the 2020 season or 2021, whatever it was, he was so good. I mean, he was it was, like, unstoppable because yeah. he can throw the ball. I mean, I've actually followed Kyler Murray since he was a, a baseball player right in high school when I was watching these videos like dude, this dude is not like a real person like he is so explosive I think Kyler Murray is a guy you got to stick with right if you have him in the dynasty league the talent is just too immense to give up I mean I think Kyler Murray could be an MVP one year I think he has it in him I just you know well, this year I don't know I'm on the other spectrum than you I just I think Kyler I, I there's a reason why the Cardinals were exploring trading DeAndre Hopkins. I just, I think, and I think Kyler is one of the big reasons uh, Cliff Kingsbury got fired, who I don't, which I didn't agree with the firing, but I'm just not a Kyler fan. I really, I'm I'm really not. And really who else does he have to throw to? I mean, you still have Zach Ertz with the, with the Eagles. I mean, not the Eagles, the, the Cardinals, but his receivers outside of, outside of Hopkins aren't that great, right? Yeah, I guess, I mean, I, Zach Ertz is my guy last year. If you have a tra- chance to z- draft Zach Ertz and he's going to be underpriced like he is every year, draft Zach Ertz. You know, he will get you four catches a game. He will be a consistent player. It's Zach Ertz is the easiest pick in fantasy football, uh, this year included, at least how I see it. Yeah, no, that that's fair. I, I like Zach Ertz a lot. So last thing before we get into some of the rapid fire round questions I want to ask you, but Let's let's talk about Lamar Jackson. The Ravens obviously put the non-exclusive franchise tag on him. He's not happy about it. It looks like the sides are way off concerning a contract. So 
let me ask you, do you think there is a team that is willing to give up two first round picks and, and claim them off of the franchise tag? Cause teams could match the Ravens offer and, and offer t- and get him for two first round picks. So do you think there's a team that will do that? Or do you think that he's going to be with the Ravens on week one? Yeah. I mean, a team like the Niners is the only team that I think makes sense, right? They're going to have low first round picks. I know they just they just got Trey Lance. I don't know. I mean, if it hasn't happened already, it's probably not, right? So it's um, I thought of was everyone was talking about Washington. I don't think Washington's going to end up doing it. They just signed Jacoby Brissett, so I think that they're content with Jacoby Brissett. I thought about the Tennessee Titans because the Titans are kind of in a win now mode. They're not going to win with Ryan Tannehill and. We saw enough that Malik Willis isn't going to be the answer. They had to actually sign Josh Dobbs, who has been in the league for like six or seven years and never started just to just to start a game at the end of the season for them. So I could see a team like the Titans knowing that they only have a few more years left of Derrick Henry in his prime. They still have a, a decent they still have a decent receiving core. They have that one rookie from last year that's pretty good. I'm blanking on his name. But I could see the Titans going for a, a Lamar Jackson. What do you think about that? Yeah, that's a great call. That actually makes a lot of sense too. Uh, that that would that would put the Titans in back into, you know, the yeah. Titans were like what fourteen and two a couple years ago. Yeah, they were the two years ago. They were the number one seed. Crazy. Uh, it, that makes a ton of sense. Um, Lamar would fit well with with their crazy run game and Derrick Henry. Um, that would be like an unstoppable attack if, if the, uh, the Titans got Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's get into some rapid questions. So I brought up at the beginning of the episode, Jalen Ramsey. Was this a better trade for the Rams or for the Dolphins? You know, you know, this one's interesting because we saw some other cornerbacks who didn't, you know, they didn't get anywhere near as much, right? Darius Slay, it sounds like he's actually going to stay with the Eagles. I think there was another high-value cornerback who was traded for a fifth-round pick. So I want to say the Rams got a pretty good deal here. I mean, I do think in, in overall, it's it's kind of a deal that makes sense for both sides. I don't really see a clear winner. But I think if you're going to pick a winner, it's the Dolphins because they are stacked. They have an, they had a yeah. pretty good defense last year or – Maybe not not so great, but but now they're getting the best cornerback in the NFL. Um, well, their defense was their weak point last year, and they did trade for Bradley Chubb at the deadline, so that helped them a little bit, but they did need help in the secondary. I know Brian um, – what's his name? Was it Byron Murphy? No, he's with the, the Cardinals. Well, one of their one of their cornerbacks was injured like all – yeah, Byron Murphy was with the Cardinals. One of the Miami Dolphins, not Xavier Howard, but their, their secondary was always injured. So I do think Jalen Ramsey, talent-wise, obviously makes him a ton better. However, he's been known to be a cancer in the locker room. So that kind of worries me, especially when you have personalities like Tyreek Hill in there too. Does that worry you at all? Yeah, actually, now that you're saying it, it does. Because uh, Tyreek Hill is like, he he's not, he, he's going to speak his mind and he's going to call people out and he's going to, you know, shenanigan his way into debacles. Uh, what really worries me is Tua, right? I mean, they have all the talent in the world and if they don't have a quarterback, it doesn't mean anything. 
I think yeah. that their biggest thing is they need to sign a good backup, right? They should have they should have signed Jacoby Brissett. They cannot play another season with Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, I love that guy, but please get out of the NFL. I think they I should wanna, sign Gardner Minshew. I think that would be a really good backup for them. Someone like that, but just Teddy Bridgewater, you know, please go, please do what RG3 did. Right. I mean, you're, you're such an amazing guy. Everyone loves you. The last thing people want to see is, is you not be able to get up again. Uh, I mean, it, it's just ridiculous to, to me. And same thing with Tua. Like, if Tua gets a concussion in, in the first five weeks of the season, it's just going to it's just going to be ridiculous. Like, there was so much chaos last year because of it. I mean, that's not stuff that that goes away. Right. When when people start getting concussions, they don't stop. And uh, my worry with the, with the Dolphins is that they're going to have the same situation they had last year. And then two more years of this. I mean, two has got to be done. But if he gets yeah. two more concussions this year, he's done. He just is. No, you're right. You're right. All right. What about I brought them up when we were talking about the Broncos, but Leonard Fournette, where do you think would be a good landing spot for him? Hmm. I don't think Leonard Fournette is going to be a focus of any offense this year, actually. I agree. I, I think agree. I think it's one of those things where running backs have a have a ticking clock and and last year his his alarm went off and uh it, Leonard Fournette might not get signed, right? He's a big guy. He's had a lot of injuries. He's going to command a veteran minimum, which is more so than you pay a rookie. A rookie's going to have fresher legs. I'm saying Leonard Fournette starts the season without a team. I I mean, I think the Denver Broncos are a good pick for him. What about the Rams, though? Because they're not sold on Cam Akers. So let's go with Leonard Fournette or Ezekiel Elliott. Do you think either of those two guys would be a good fit on the Rams? I do. And actually, when you asked that question, the first team that popped in my head was the Rams. Yeah. Um, I think Zeke makes a little more sense. Just I think Zeke's a little bit better. Um, but e- either way, so so which one of those two is older? Weren't they drafted in back-to-back seasons? I think so. Fournette's older, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, sure. I don't know. I would take take Zeke over Fournette. But both both are not a bad idea. You know, a, a th- two, three million dollar a year contract doesn't hurt. I think he adds better in presence. I think he adds consistency, and that's what they don't have in Cam Akers. So, uh, I mean, yeah, if so one of those two does go to the Rams, younger. yeah, one year. I said Zeke is one year younger than him. So, you yeah, if either of those go to the Rams, I would actually take them and give them a flyer shot in fantasy because you don't know what's going to happen with Akers. Um, and if they need consistency, they're going to go with with either of those two. All right, two more questions for you. The pretty much the guy that went number one overall most in drafts last year was Jonathan Taylor. To say he was a disappointment would be an understatement. Where are you ranking Jonathan Taylor heading into this year, fantasy wise? Wow. Uh, what is the Colts quarterback situation? Uh, they released Matt Ryan, so they 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 have the fourth overall pick. So. They're not going to get Stroud or Bryce Young, but they could get Anthony Richardson from Florida or Will Levis from Kentucky. So it's probably going to be a rookie. Yeah. So I I put uh I, I put him probably end of the second round, early third. Sounds about right to me. Um thinking of a guy who's comparable is a guy like DeAndre Swift, maybe. Okay. Somewhere in that range, right? You know, it's a big mystery 
But someone, you know, a guy who I will take above both of them is uh, the 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 Panthers' new running back from the Eagles. Miles I, I think that guy's – I think he's going to have a big I season. think he's going to have a good year too. I agree with you there. Yeah. All right, last question, and it's the big one. Okay, you're in your – it's August. You're on your fantasy draft. You get the number one pick. You're on the clock. Who are you drafting first? Cooper Cup. You're going to go with Cup. Yep, without a doubt. I don't know. Not I got to go with Justin Jefferson. I just I, – I don't think that – Cup coming back from an injury has me a little concerned, uh, as well as Stafford coming back from an injury. So – I would go with the safe bet and go with Justin Jefferson. As long as Stafford is the quarterback and Cup, I mean, Cup had a, a high ankle sprain. I think he'll be fine. I think Stafford is the bigger question mark. But I mean, Justin Jefferson is is great, but he doesn't he didn't put up anywhere close to what Cooper Cup Cup put up two years ago. I mean, Cooper Cup put up maybe the best wide receiver wide receiver receiver season ever in fantasy football. Sixteen touchdowns, one hundred and whatever catches. Almost two thousand yards. It, it just in Stafford. You know what Stafford, Stafford and Baker Mayfield are the opposite. Stafford has his number one guy, and that guy goes off. Right? Cooper Cup will have eleven catches a game. He'll have one hundred and twenty yards a game, and he will catch touchdowns. I mean, I don't care if the Rams suck. Even if they do suck, they're going to throw the, the the shit out of the ball to Cooper Cup. I mean, that is their offense. I you cannot ignore that. So many people are going to underdraft Cooper Cup. If I have the number one pick, it is clear as day to me who I'm taking. Okay, let's see that. Let's say like the top three wide receivers off the board. You got Diggs is off the board. Jefferson's off the board. Uh, let's still go for it. Chase is off the board and Cup's off the board. Who's the first running back you're drafting? Hmm. I think it's got to be Christian McCaffrey, but I got to say yeah. Brees Hall is a close second. I I would I would still take Christian McCaffrey. I think he had a great comeback year. I actually would fade Josh Jacobs this year. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think it is. I think Josh Jacobs, the uncertainty is what's keeping him out of my my pick. But you know, it, it, uh, whoever the the Raiders just signed from San Francisco, he bodes well for Josh Jacobs' success. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he stays a Raider, Josh Jacobs, I think he has a good year. Yeah, Garoppolo. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I also think you can't sleep on Saquon, especially if Saquon's going to be playing on the franchise tag. He's going to have a lot to prove because he wants that big contract. All right, well, that is our episode for today. Jacob, this was a lot of fun. I know I miss talking fantasy football, so I'm already getting all giddy and excited for football. <laughs> Me too. All right, we'll be back next week. Thanks, everyone. 